All right. Hey, I'm Spencer. And I'm Britain. Since 2011, Buckethead has released 322 albums in his Pike series, and we're going to listen to them. Three at a time. This is Getting Head. Oh! Bucket Fellas, not fellas, and the band Hella. People who are Yella, old Yella, the dog, and Franklin Jella, Bella from Twilight, Pennywise from the Deadlights, and those with sopping wet holes that are tight. Everybody named Dwight, (laughs) adults who fly kites, and people with servers well into petabytes. Those of great heights, those who God smites, and people who mask their racism, saying states' rights. Get in line, and let's be kind, or we'll come too fast. It's episode 99 of Getting Ed, a Bucket Cast. Wow, 99. That's that's a lot. We've done a lot of these. One away from 100, brother. Yeah, one away from 100. I mean, that's actually, that's kind of an achievement. Feels Mm -hmm. good. We did something. You've got a very tall glass. Before we started recording, it looked like you were pouring Diet Coke into a bong, like the stem uh-huh. of a bong. And like, That'd be cool. I didn't put that past you. I mean, not not to say that I, I expect that from you, but I wouldn't put it past you. No, that's on brand, at least. <laughs> like, I'd be like, that's weird, but, you know, yeah. Brit, whatever. It happens. Sure. Yeah. I mean, Diet Coke is pretty wonderful. We've espoused its benefits a lot. Yeah, Here. it's the gothest of all beverages, and therefore the best of all beverages. You think? I mean, black coffee is pretty goth too. Eh, it's fairly goth, but also like a lot of fucking like Republicans drink black coffee. <laughs> you think you don't think Republicans drink Diet Coke? I not mean, as much it... as black coffee. I feel like I mean Diet Coke. It's like a it's a a Trump thing, but not a lot of Republicans yeah. drink Diet but Coke. They're more like regular Coca Cola. Like... Republicans love their like corn products. Thirteen a day or something? Yeah, twelve a day. I think that's what it was. That's that's a lot of diet coke. I've, I've done that before. It's, it's no feat. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Uh, it's okay. Like what Trump did, you know. Like I, I've done the same thing. It's only it's only a little more than a gallon of diet coke. You know, it's whatever. A gallon of diet coke is a lot of diet coke, though. I mean, yeah, you're you're on this exponential scale of thinking more and more diet coke is an acceptable amount of diet coke when uh-huh. maybe we need to reevaluate the scale i don't know you know what? my doctor hasn't said anything about it i haven't told my doctor anything about it but they haven't said anything about it so you know well, all right there you go it sounds like you're in the clear i don't I'm know dying that i know of so. that you know of you know i mean yeah. we're all dying in a way right right right, it, right yeah um, well, i mean when you think about like the march of time and everything sure but certainly certainly mm. uh speaking of 99 uh it's the atomic number of einsteinium that's pretty sick right you know what the only other thing it says on the wikipedia page for 99 99 is a number i expected there to be more about but the, it only has two things about it one Einsteinium and two uh, point ninety nine is a common price ender in pricing. 
That is true. Do you know why that is? To trick your brain into thinking that it's less than it really is. No. In the early days of cash registers, uh, they decided to start making things 99 cents in order to discourage employee theft. Because if something was 99 cents, they had to make change for it. And so if things were just a dollar, they could just pocket a dollar. But if it's 99 cents, you got to make a penny change. Oh. Mm -hmm. Cool. Yep. That's a, that's an interesting factoid. Uh, like early days of cash registers must have been like what? The 20s? Um, yeah, I'd say like the 20s to the 50s back when they had like, you know, the mm -hmm. almost like abacus type things. <laughs> We've come a long way. We certainly have. But I mean, uh, they're, they're, they're I was still super interesting calculators for what they are. Like mechanical oh, calculators are fucking yeah. fascinating. And like being able to design a mechanical calculator takes the craziest brain space. Like you yeah, have to I be able to think bad. of everything completely spatially, which is like the craziest talent, you know? Right. For sure. Mm -hmm. It's heavy stuff. Yeah. Um, 1999 was a really important year. A lot of things happened mm -hmm. that year. Yeah, I mean, um, uh, Prince partied a lot that year, I think. Uh, he did. He, he did. did. Um, another important event, on New Year's Eve 1999, let's test your knowledge here, Limp Biscuit played at the TRL I remember uh, this. New Year's Bash. Mm -hmm. They played a we cover of a famous 80s pop song. What oh, song I totally did forgot they what it was. It wasn't Faith. God, uh -uh. what was it? It's we a song they've it never released. They, yeah, they were, we watched it so together. So they weren't allowed like, to... Re uh, okay, year, so there's actually... That? Wait, what? I think we watched it together like last year. Yeah, I think that? we did. I think we yeah. did. So so what's interesting about this is they actually recorded this cover um, for... Uh, oh, it was 1999 by fucking yeah, it Prince. Was yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. I was like, what was it? It's, no, that'd be too obvious. No, no, that was it. You motherfucker. <laughs> See, I knew I was going to trick you with that, which is why I was excited to bring it up. But uh, yeah, no. yeah, so apparently so, so they recorded Prince that cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and Prince didn't allow him to release no, it. Prince, he, Prince won't let like anybody... Uh, record covers of his music. Like, if he mm -hmm. wants you to do one of his songs, he, like, gives it to you, like Sinead O'Connor. Uh, mm -hmm. Otherwise, like, he won't do, like, covers. And so, uh, one of my favorite things Pretty. is, um, fucking, uh, he was, Prince was trying to do, like, a DMCA takedown on someone's cover of one of his songs. Mm -hmm. And, uh, fucking Tom York from Radiohead noticed that one of Prince's most viewed videos on YouTube was a cover of uh, them doing Creep. And so uh, Tom York uh, messaged him, and he's like, hey, listen, um, if you want like uh, this independent artist to take down their cover, uh, you're going to have to take down your cover of Creep, and uh, we're going to have to talk about royalties for that. And so Prince immediately let the independent artist put their shit back up, which is pretty awesome. That's cool. That's mm -hmm. fun. It's yeah. cool when people can leverage influence in a way that is like better for the the smaller person yeah absolutely nice. and prince is like an infamous fucking dickhead to everybody like oh yeah and then he prince was, was like, a real piece of shit human being. yeah he was for... like really involved with the jehovah's witnesses too which mm -hmm. is like extra yikes later in like, life I yeah he became some... celibate later in life which is like the worst character turn for fucking prince <laughs> i know like, right? he's, he's literally so fucking prince like he is yeah. he's like a fuck lord like he's known he definitely is. as a universal fuck lord and he was like mm -hmm. you know what Nah, I've had enough pussy. Like, what? Wow. When? <laughs> maybe you, you maybe you reach a fill. Like, you're just like, I'm good. I had enough. 
I'm better than maybe it'll to, happen to you. Time to maybe believe in to the you. worst vers- version of Christianity. The, yeah, the no, absolute worst, the worst one you can yeah. think of. No, it's absolutely the worst. They're they're absolute bastards. But uh, it's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. Maybe it'll happen to us. Maybe it'll happen to you. Maybe it'll happen to me. You know, we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited to so. see who of my friends becomes celibate later in life, so I can laugh at that. I mean, voluntarily or yeah 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 voluntarily not, not I didn't voluntarily that would be a little mean yeah because i feel uh, like we already have a few friends that are involuntarily sold whoa in whoa yes yes that's true um yeah so speaking of involuntarily involuntary mm, celibacy don't like this <laughs> i think it's time for goth news right, let's let's do it This week, a video was released from the BBC archive this week featuring a news report made in 1987 about the gothic subculture. Nice. In the five-minute featurette, several interviews are given to British goths who talk about their interest in the dark subculture, with a non-subtle warning that the subculture is somehow a threat to polite British society. Oh, it definitely Oddly, Oddly, the first interview uh, given is on the featurette is a man who identifies not as a goth, but a vampire. And the interviewer in narration uses the line, Transylvania has been transported, which rules. I loved it so much. (laughs) I I, like laughed so hard when she said Man, that's awesome. (laughs) Uh, After that, a well-spoken goth explains how people associated with the punk scene in the late 70s kind of grew out of the movement and sought a more creative, less aggressive, musical and artistic outlet, leading to the post-punk movement and goth. Which was actually a really great summation of it, especially in like the late yeah. '80s when there wasn't really like post-punk wasn't actually a title given to that music. But he talks about it as like an extension of the punk scene in like a really in a way that like critics now talk about it, which was really cool. Very cool. Uh, they also feature the singer for the Damned selling jewelry. Awesome. Overall, it's not terribly unfair, but it is hilarious and incredibly dated. If you'd like to see it, go to BBC Archives YouTube and just uh, search goth and you'll definitely find it. Hell yeah. Moving on in goth news. In goth obituaries this week, we have lost a goth hero in historian Dr. Gwendolyn Midlow Hall. Gwendolyn was an American historian who focused on the history of slavery in the Caribbean, Latin America, and Louisiana being most notable for her work, Africans in Colonial Louisiana, the development of Afro-Creole culture in the 18th century, 1992, which made her a preeminent scholar on Creolization in slave culture in 18th century Louisiana. In addition to this, Hull is noted for her creation of a database that identified more than 100,000 enslaved Africans, which has since become a primary resource for both historical and genealogical research. Nice. Mm-hmm. Hull is also a professor emerita of Latin American and Caribbean history at Rutgers University, New Jersey, where she taught for 25 years. So sleep fast and dream on, Dr. Hall, and most importantly, stay, stay dead. Stay dead. And finally in goth news this week, in an interview this week, goth and pizza patriarch Papa John Schnatter gave his views on customer service, saying, quote, You always have to listen to the customer. 
You know, it's like marketing. Everybody's a marketing genius, but the problem with that is it's inside-out thinking. You don't need to think about marketing from inside-out. You need to think about it from the customer's perspective. And the customer was telling us they like our pizza delivered. They want it carried out and delivered. They don't want to eat the pizza in the restaurant. They want it delivered. So we got <laughs> so so we got rid of the dining room. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. They want they, it delivered, goddammit. They want uh, it fucking delivered. They don't want to eat it in the restaurant. Uh yeah, so that explains why Papa John's is just a counter. And they rely on the business of not being able to smell or see the conditions in which your pizza is made. You know, I don't know personally if I've ever seen a Papa John's pizza uh, made like I have with, you know, like somewhere like Little Caesars where the oven is like right there or Domino's. Right. Right, right. Uh, but I do know one thing. Schnatter stepped down as CEO of Papa John's in 2018 after he blamed declining sales on football players protesting the treatment of black people in America, causing their stock to fall 30%. He then used the N-word during a conference call. Yeah, that was a great goth news. Thanks for that. Um, yeah. Good segue into the into our uh, ongoing coverage of Papa John Schnatter and um, exploits. Yeah. Uh, get rid of the dining room. They don't want it. They don't want to eat they the pizza. They want it here. delivered. They want it. Fucking delivered, motherfucker. Um, speaking yeah. of pizza, actually, I do have a segue into a pizza story. Um, mm. Like, no joke. Uh, so oh. I went to a pizza place in San Jose, California uh, yesterday. It's a place that I've gone to a few times. I like it a lot. It's pretty great. It's called uh, Pizza Flora in uh, in San Jose. And they have some pretty good pizza. And pizza I went there. Flora, so they make pizza out of plants, you're saying? Uh, not exclusively. Uh, I, prefer, not- I prefer pizza fauna. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we make the, uh, the dough with bone meal. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> it just works like, out. Or- <laughs> yeah, it works out great. Uh, yeah. you, you know that saying, Bob, uh, grind your bones to make my bread or whatever? Yeah, we do yeah, that yeah. here. Hell yeah. Can you do that? Can you make bone no. bread? Is that a thing? No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no. Absolutely. All right. Not. So the the whole grinding bones thing that's just a misnomer. No. Yeah. Unless we're yeah. talking there's about like strippers. Bo- yeah, bones bones are like mostly like calcium. Like there's Uh-huh. You, yeah. 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 You, it's yeah, it'd be like grinding up a rock and trying to make bread out of it. It's not not happening. You saying you bones- never had rock bread? Mm. It's a shame, bro. You got you got to yeah. have some rock bread. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Anyways, this place is pretty tight. So I'm ordering some food. I'm talking to the guy at the counter. Um, and then there's uh, another woman uh, working there, and she comes by, and she's, like, grabbing something out of somewhere. And I see that she has a tattoo of a pizza slice, a very large pizza tattoo on mm-hmm. uh, on her, like, bicep. Sure. And I'm like, hey, I like your pizza tattoo. That's pretty cool. And she goes, yeah, uh, I got this when I took over here. And I keep telling people that it's going to be my first cover-up if this place fails. It's <laughs> pretty funny. And it, it was pretty funny. And it was, like, pretty, like, surprising. Like, I wasn't expecting that response um, right away. But uh, it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then she was like, oh, yeah, this is the slice of pizza that you just ordered. And I was like, oh, oh, cool. <laughs> you should have been like, so can I bite your arm 
Yeah, exactly. You're like, well, it, you know. Um, so that was fun. That was a fun little interaction that I had with the outside world. I don't have too many interactions with the world anymore. Because, yeah. like, I just, I just stand at a computer for a long time and click around. It's yeah. weird. Well, they, you know what they say. There's only two jobs in America now. Mm-hmm. Uh, guy on computer mm-hmm. or guy who delivers stuff to guy on computer. Right. Yeah. yeah no, that's the terrible. two American jobs. It's either you consume or do the computer thing. Right. Or, yeah, you, you help computer people do the consumption thing. It's, we're, we're just the funniest consumer society. Like, it's here fucked. in America, we don't do anything that, like, actually makes money. We're just, like, playing funny games with our, our money in banks and somehow generating value which is the f- most bullshit concept of all time and we're yeah, finding that now that like scary. you know with supply chain uh problems and stuff like that we're figuring out hey labor should maybe be tied to value because if we don't have things everything's fucked um <laughs> right you know which is right. which is why uh like like taiwan uh micropro or what's a Taiwan circuits or whatever the place that makes most of like the circuit mm-hmm. chips and transistors in the world yeah transistors um the yeah the, the fucking stuff. that company they shot from like the 30th uh, most valuable company in the world to like the 8th most valuable company in the world during covid because mm-hmm. people realized oh wait a second we need these for fucking everything fucking and, like, everything and it's weird to me that like i mean america needs to nationalize like their own fucking transistor processing Right. Because if we rely well, didn't they, on, didn't they like? Didn't Biden sign a thing to like encourage that or something? Did, didn't that happen? Sign some to encourage it. I mean, and they always give right. tons of subsidies to like Intel and shit, but they just always build fucking yeah. wafer factories over in Israel and shit. Right, which they just did. They mm-hmm. their new factory is like insane. It's not. Mm. I don't think it's complete yet, but it's fucking nuts. Absolutely but, um, crazy. I don't know. I mean, they're even even if they did something to encourage it, like they're not doing enough. And that's what I'm saying is they don't need to encourage private business to do it because private business can always fucking pick up, go overseas, do whatever the fuck they want. We need to nationalize it. Like right. we need like the post office, need, but for yeah, <laughs> I circuits, we need to, you know, th- things that are absolutely in- essential to our society should be nationalized, like sure. all public utilities, you know, fucking oh, yeah. airplane safety. Like, no one ever complains about the FAA. No one ever says, oh, I don't want my tax money going to the FAA, because you know what? They keep fucking planes in the sky. Like, they're the people who make sure that planes don't crash, and private industry will not do that for themselves. Right. You know? Um, That's but true. no, like, all public utilities, and also things that, like, we absolutely need to rely on, like fucking transistors, because guess what? Everything's electronic these days. Right. And so, like, and, you know, and so... We're going to end up, if we keep doing nothing and don't make our own, like, electronic components, China's going to take over Taiwan, and we're going to start the next world war over Taiwan. That's it. Well, that I mean, it's, bad. It's, it's very bad, and, but it's as simple as that because America goes to war for one reason and one reason only, which is materials acquisition. And, like, cool. you know, no, it's not cool. It's going to fucking suck. Yeah, I believe you. I Sounds mean, we're bad. gonna be too old at that point, hopefully, to be drafted. But uh, you know, oh yeah, our young friends are gonna die in Taiwan. Yeah, you know, that's a bad time. Let's hope it doesn't get to that. Yeah. 
We'll hope. Uh, <clears throat> Let's yeah, go, Brandon. LGB. LGBTQ. Yeah. Let's go, Brandon. TQ. Yep. 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 Uh, yep. Um. Well, that's a lot of doom and gloom, you know, but also realistic mm-hmm. doom and gloom within the uh, the the position we find ourselves in in the world. The parameters um, of reality. Ah, oh, parameters of reality. That sounds like a Queensryche album. Um, Either that or like a William Gibson novel. Oh, definitely. Big William Gibson energy. Uh, yeah. Uh, the circuit wars are definitely something. Oh, yeah. The transistor wars. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The transistor, uh, transistor war wars saga does, part uh, one of 69. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, what, what's been up with you in real life? IRL. In IRL, as they say. Uh, you know, jerking off uh, Grand Moff Tarkin. I don't know. That didn't did you say Grand Moff Tarkin? I did. I was going to jerking off Grand Moff. Uh, like Tarkin. Yeah. Uh, oh, here we go. Jerking off Grand Moff Tarkin. Noah's Arkin, motherfucker. Whoa, Slap it, baby. That's Slap it off. That's pretty tight. Yeah. But I have been actually Noah's Arking. I've been uh, stealing two of every animal and holding oh, cool. it in my apartment. Oh yeah, nice. That's good. Yeah. You're still you got Noah's apartment happening. Huh? Noah, Noah's apartment. <laughs> Noah's apart. Noah's APT. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 It's pretty cool. Um, that'd be a pretty good. That, that sounds like a good like Disney series, right? Noah's apartment. Sure. It's like he's a modern like, reincarnation of Noah. A modern yeah, he just like he lives on like the top floor of a building, and God's mm-hmm. like, the flood is coming. Get two of every animal. Uh, and he's like, okay. Uh, in my so apartment? <laughs> hoarding animals in his top floor apartment. <laughs> and it turns out he's just schizophrenic. That's like the end. No, of course. That's a, yeah, duh. I mean, Noah was schizophrenic. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. Do you think Do you think that, that he actually built a boat and survived on his boat? Do you think that was the thing that actually happened? Or, like, do you think, yeah, do you think yeah, it was a real... Do you think there's a seed of truth? Like there was a real story that was embellished... Or so, perhaps entirely I mean, made up. There's archaeological truths to the fact that there definitely was a flood around there at that time. That's all we can really say. Right. right. I don't. Know I don't think he built a big boat. He definitely didn't get two of every animal. No. Well, um, oh, I know that part. N- no. <laughs> yeah. the The entire yeah the the entire fucking area was not the entire world was not flooded for forty days and forty nights. There's proof that that never happened definitely um, but you know yeah, mesoamerica not. did have a series of floods you know around like i think 2500 or 3000 years ago and there's that uh mm-hmm. there might have been one guy who's like a flood is coming and everyone thought he was crazy and then he like got high ground and survived and a bunch of people died it, it could have happened that's feasible um mm-hmm. but you know the fucking boat that's like the size of a small city and getting two of every animal. No, no, absolutely not. World. Like absolutely insane. It's like is insane. wild. It's <laughs> truly wild. Um, I love the Christian LARPers, you know, the people mm. that are like read the Bible and they're like, yeah, I'm going to go around telling people that this shit is true as fuck. Like all of it. Like mm. those people are really interesting you know, it's you know what's the hear. worst is uh-huh. the guys like who try to talk to you on the street about it and they'll be oh, like, Hey, yeah. are you a are you an atheist? And like they have a they have a funny fucking script. And they're and and they have like gotcha things. Like, are you an atheist? And we're like, um Yeah, and we're like, 
well, um, can I ask you some questions about the Bible? And you're like, yeah, like, uh, how many of each animal did Moses bring on the ark? And you're like, two. And he's like, huh, gotcha. It was Noah, not Moses. Seems like you have a lot to learn about the Bible and shit like oh, that. Oh, that and sounds it, infuriating. I've never experienced that. No, it was. That. Like, like a, a guy did that to me to in U District once, and I was what? like, I wanted to punch him in the fucking face. I'm like, and I'm like, fuck you. And I walked off because, like, fuck that guy. Like, yeah, dude, what the fuck is that? That's some mm. dumbass shit. Like, Ooh. how is that supposed to encourage people to want to fucking read the Bible? Like, <laughs> that encourages me to fucking, like, read that dude's face with my fist. Like, yeah, yeah. It was really <laughs> annoying. <laughs> that sucks ass. Yeah, um, if you had to do that kind of a thing on the street, but, like, trick people about something, what, mm. what subject would you choose? Oh, like, communism, definitely. Okay, let let's. I'm yeah. a guy on the street. Do do it. Let's go. Hey, sir, are you a capitalist? I uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what was that? Apparently, Alexa was thinking I asked if if he was a communist. That's interesting. Co- we communist? I thought you said capitalist. Oh yeah, sorry, capitalist. Uh, uh I I don't know. Oh, you don't know. Well, you shouldn't be. Have a nice. You're day. probably right. <laughs> <laughs> no, you have to you have to say, of course, I'm a capitalist, because then I have to do my my gotcha. Oh, okay. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, okay. Oh. Let's try, let's try again. Let's try again. Yeah. Hey, you're, sir, are you a capitalist? Uh, absolutely, good sir. Uh, what do you think? Dialectical materialism. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> How? How? I'm not even saying Alexa. Stop. Fuck you. <sighs> right. uh, this is well, this is gonna be the worst Abbott and Costello routine ever. Yeah, it's absolutely <laughs> terrible. It's absolutely terrible. Um, yeah, Alexa in Costello. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, yes, that's the uh, gotcha. You got me. I think. Yep. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. It actually sounds like Alexa got us more than anything else. Like Alexa just like burst right in, mm-hmm. told us what was what. Uh, speaking of what was what, uh, I think it's time maybe for a bucket fact. Yeah, let's get into it, baby. Bucket fact, 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 bucket fact. Oh boy, today is a downer. Today I'm going to talk about something I should have probably talked about a long time ago, but something that is unfortunately a part of not just the Buckethead community, but really any community, but especially one dedicated to such a unique talent. Right. Today we're going to talk about toxicity in Buckethead's fan base, and I'm not talking. Uh-oh. About the system of a down album. Shit, because a lot of those so strap the fuck in own toxicity uh, by system of a down. Yeah. Uh, so strap the fuck in because it's gonna get uncomfortable. Oh, I'm always uncomfortable. I'm ready for this. Cool, cool. I decided to write the this article, um, this bucket fact uh, after the following statement was put out on Praxis's Facebook account after their first New York reunion show this last Tuesday. The statement reads, "Quote." A heartfelt thanks to everyone that came last night. As you're undoubtedly aware, we're in interesting times. We love the passion of the fans, particularly of Buckethead. But try and remember, these are people. 
be respectful, be humble, stop want, want, want comments or speculation or whatever, and just enjoy what we've been given. We understand fandom, but some of you border on problematic, and that needs to scale back. Whoa. Thank you again for your support. Looking forward to tonight's show. Is this in reference to a specific event? Like I don't happened? know. I, I don't know. I don't know for like, certain. I heard um, somebody like threw something on stage that caused a bunch of like controversy. I, I was wondering if this was related to that. Like somebody hmm. threw a toy on stage or something. Uh, I haven't seen it, but I saw some like posts going around about it hmm. um, on Facebook. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, bordering on problematic is maybe an understatement. Uh, I'd also like to read a post here uh, that's become somewhat infamous in the Buckethead community and led to a lot of people leaving uh, Buckethead.tk, which was formerly like the most trafficked Buckethead forum by far, but has since very much fallen out of favor. Mm -hmm. uh, in favor of like Facebook, especially. Um, and it's uh, since then become the Buckethead Pro Board. So it's no longer buckethead.tk. But this one comes from Saul, one of the founders and admins of the board. He says, five years ago, back in 2017, I love B, always will. Love a ton of his music, love his stage character, persona, et cetera, et cetera. He's a talent. He's also someone who likes money, not unlike me or you. I don't blame him for releasing two billion albums in a month, a bunch of paintings, artwork, custom DVD performances of one song, etc. It's funny to me, certainly doesn't appeal to me, and I can see how many fans, both casual and hardcore, could be completely turned off by it all. But I blame us. We, over the years, we built him up. We came here day in and day out and worshipped him. He saw all that. It was digested. Some of us were so deep, we had to have everything he released. He definitely took notice of that. So I blame us. I also blame technology. You could see this all start way, way back with the binge tapes. Today, though, it's just so much easier to videotape or record music and distribute it. Label? Nobody needs a stinking label anymore if you already have an established fan base. You don't need any promotion when there's a decade-old forum with thousands of members dedicated to you. You're welcome, Bucket. Maybe one day you'll pass some credit my way for how important me creating this forum and dedicating years to building your fan base and promoting you was <laughs> for you to be able to do th the things you can do now. Fart in a jar, slap a Buckethead land sticker on it, and a $10 price tag. I'm sure someone here would buy it, but I digress. When Bucket and GNR went separate ways, I knew his chances at a big money record contract was gone. I predicted in many posts back then that B would turn to digital releases, grassroots online type sales, and this forum's fan base would keep him prosperous for as long as he dedicated to releasing his stuff. I just feel that it's become very diluted, very, very watered down. I am and always will be a Buckethead fan. I cherish some of the old material, some of the old video bootlegs. I cherish a lot of stuff. I am not, however, a hardcore fan who can buy into a lot of what I see happening today. Maybe I resent the fact that I am somewhat to blame for all this, for building this forum, keeping this forum open even as my interest <laughs> waned. I feel like I helped enable this watered-down material to surface and live. I don't know. I just feel 
strange about some of the stuff I'm seeing at the merch tent inside of Buckethead Land as of late. Brian, I know you're reading this. My plea to you is this. Take some time soon and give us a real meal, some meat and potatoes. Deliver another giant robot, monsters and robots, Colma. Give us something that will truly fill us up again. As always, much love and respect, Saul. Wow, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. Now, fuck perhaps the fan community, guy. right? I know. Holy That's shit. like so, so self-interested and big-headed. Like, like, to perhaps be- a- to believe yeah. that you have that much influence in the success of a very successful musician is like some next level like, delusional. Delusion. Like, what yeah. the fuck, man? Like, it doesn't matter mm. how big your fucking forum is, how big your fucking Facebook page is, how no matter how big your fucking Instagram reaches or whatever, like you're yeah. not the reason that person's successful. Like Right. And you don't generate every single post. You don't generate the fan base that showed up to your place like right no no matter what like this podcast isn't going to help buckethead get big you know it may sustain a little bit of interest in him by some people and may turn on a couple people people. to buckethead but like no matter how big this podcast could ever get Mm -hmm. i would never attribute it to causing you know giving buckethead you know fandom or popularity like he does that on his own with his own art it's I, like, it's absolutely, it's absolutely yeah. wild to me that someone would believe this. It's, it's truly insane. It's, yeah, it it's truly fucking really delusional. Fucking weird and dumb. That's that's. Crazy. But you know what? <laughs> it actually gets fucking weirder, Spencer. Holy shit! Okay. Cruising around Buckethead forums, especially Bucket uh, Facebook's Buckethead Forever, there are certain super fans that just don't seem to understand that Buckethead is anonymous for a reason. Indeed, one specific user, whose post I can't seem to find, took multiple videos last year of himself driving past Buckethead's childhood home several times, which is just a weird thing to publicly broadcast. That's pretty weird. Now, we've discussed Buckethead research and the possibility of maybe going down to California to research Buckethead more fully and maybe speak to some of the people surrounding him, but yeah, it honestly seems as though I don't think he wants that right. or anything like that. Right. The interviews about him... Yeah, the interviews about him are usually with one of the few people uh, that he trusts and never very illuminating. And that's likely either because Bucket had asked them not to go too deep in interviews or he's intentionally very cursory and not too deep with them in the first place. So people don't say things about him like that. Right. Like the thing is, is that like it's very easy to be enticed by the idea of a mystery. Right. And that's part of yeah. his aesthetic is that it's a mystery. Mm-hmm. And he's managed to maintain that mysterious aesthetic for a very long time, for over 30 mm-hmm. years, you know? And right. that's impressive. Definitely. It's fucking awesome. And, like, it's very interested to... Or, sorry, it's very easy easy to be interested in that. That's that's something that we both have fallen into. You, I think, even deeper than me about, like, ah, I want to know all this stuff about this person because it's a mystery and I want to solve the mystery. But that's not fair to what he's done, you know? Yeah. Right to take it too far, I mean, like it's cool to be interested right. in it. It's cool to research about it, but it, taking the step of like showing up at a place you think he lives—that's fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like, right, and yeah, and the thing is, it's like, yeah, he is—he is a public figure in a way, um, yeah, but he, definitely. you know, he absconds himself from people intentionally. I mean, that's very obvious. This isn't this isn't lost. Like, it's not—he doesn't need a toxic fan base that's going to solve some kind of mystery. He doesn't right. want the mystery solved. Like, 
You know, he's, he's an individual person. He's not, you know, an actor playing a person. Like, this is Brian Carroll, and Buckethead is his defense mechanism, mm. not necessarily his character. Like, you know, and it's the Buckethead is the reason he feels able to perform for people and put himself out there in the world. And I don't think we would get that if he was just Brian Carroll. So I think, you know, we need to respect him. We need Definitely. to respect Buckethead's space. He's a unique person with a unique set of needs. Agreed. And uh, we should respect his privacy. And, I agree. You know, I agree. We love Buckethead. We do. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Bucket facts we, we listen to. Three pikes. This week. Hell yeah. Three more pikes this week. Pike yeah. 300. We're in the 300s now, baby. Mm-hmm. Pike 301. Pike mm-hmm. 302. Quarry, the Chariot of Saturn, and Cyborg Robots, and more. Indeed. Let's uh, hop right into Quarry. Like uh, released on December, December 16th, 2021, 19 days after Thought Pond. Hell yeah. uh, this one clocks in at 26 minutes and 32 seconds. Yeah, this is a. this has got to be the shortest pike so far. 26 minutes is short as fuck. No, nah, they're shorter. Really? Okay. Yeah. All right. We had one last week that was like 36, 20 something. So. Yeah, there's there's several, especially when you get into like the two and three hundreds, there's several pikes that are, uh, you know, 25, 26 ish minutes long. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Um, I really like the art on this one. It's really cool. Uh, it's all right. So, so yeah, somewhere in the like the late 200s, I think pretty much all of the pikes just have Buckethead's art afterwards, uh, except for there's like one new one that doesn't, but. For the most part, he's just using like the paintings he did and then selling the paintings, which is cool, I guess. Yeah, yeah, it's not too bad. Oh. Um, I I like the art on this one. I think it looks neat. Yeah. It's like a neat, it's pretty cool portrayal uh, the of Buckethead. Art's, art's all right. Um, the album itself is all right at best. It's all right. It's um, it's yeah, it's it's, it's rocking. A... It's got some thrashy stuff in it, but yeah. most more than anything, it's just like very repetitive alt rock and yeah. by, by repetitive i mean there are several songs on here that are one or two riffs and that's it i don't know if there, yeah. i don't remember any solos in here there are no solos on this album yeah i don't yeah. i don't know if there was any solos on any of the albums there were no were solos on any of the three albums yeah and so now, like not in the even case really of the, leads... in the case of pike 301 i feel like that kind of works but in this yeah, one and yeah. the last one i but... don't feel like it works no, no. The, yeah. And yeah, especially since like this is very classic like alt metal bucket head, except yeah. it's a lot more repetitive than usual. Yeah, and there's and a little like, bit of like blues rocky stuff. It reminded me like if yeah. Led Zeppelin was a thrash band but didn't interesting. have vocals so, or guitars. So, interesting. So I kind of went the other direction uh-huh. and I said it reminded me a little bit of Black Label Society, diet caffeine free with no solos or pinch harmonics. Sure. Because it's kind of got like this driving, a little southernish, bluesish feel to yeah, it. Yeah. But it's also like just not really super upbeat. It's like it's it's fine. It's it's very mid tempo. Yeah, for the, the, most the part. drum programming is really good. I will say the that, drum like, programming the, on all three of these yeah. albums are really good. And like really like that's where he usually shines. I right. think on these later pikes, or the drum programming is always good. And oddly enough, he doesn't have a ton of bass. Like some of the no, stuff just doesn't no have any bass at all. There's no bass on this album. There's no bass mm-hmm. on this album at all. And this album also yeah. does a thing well, that like I'm not gonna lie, it's a thing I really don't like. And that is where mm-hmm. it's 
there's not the the guitars aren't double or quad tracked. There's just a single mm. guitar track and it's yeah. panned to the center. And it sounds mm-hmm. bad. Yeah. Like I just don't like that. Right. I, and so it and feels so, I mean, lazy. I, so I can see why he did that because I think he wants to give it a sense of space because the drums are really wide and then he has synth pads on almost everything on all three of these albums and all those are super wide, which right. gives it a nice sense of like some atmosphere and sure. like makes stuff sound a little bit epic, but like with no bass and guitar that's so repetitious, it just like, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, the, dr- the it's drums. It's not my favorite the, version of Buckethead. Yeah, it's not my favorite vibe either. the the uh, The drums kept it interesting enough um, while mm-hmm. I listened to it. Uh, and then track two has some interesting parts where he's doing like some clean guitar, like funky. Well, yeah. Stuff. So yeah, that was kind of uh, cool. That's when it, it's fine, but he's like basically just playing the same riff, just in kind of like a jazz funk way, and then like yeah. making it metal again. And it's like. It's kind of cool to like hear the dynamics, but the fact that he's just like playing the same riff over and over and over in different ways, I, I just like after like minute two or three, I was like, all right, I'm done with that. This album feels unfinished. Like it feels like it yeah. was like a first pass, and then like he was mm-hmm. gonna go back and like double track the guitars and add some solos and bass, but then just yeah. never did. And yeah, it, it would sound cool with solos. Would, I think it would actually have been like an above average pike if it had guitar solos and bass, but Indeed. yeah, yeah, but without. Without that, it just feels unfinished, especially compared to his other work. And I feel like that's a valid criticism here. Like, mm-hmm. it would have felt... It, it has potential to be good. Like, there are things about this that are likable. It's just unfortunate how it ended up. Yeah. It's kind of a bummer. Also, we should mention uh, the tracks on here are Q1 through Q5. And this is released well after QAnon started posting. And oddly... I think this was released like right as QAnon stopped posting for like six months. So like December 2021? Correct. Or December 2020? Was it December 2020 or 2021 he stopped? Oh, uh, it was 2020 because it was, it was right before, right after, QAnon, yeah, right right before, before the, the election. January 6th. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Yeah. Never mind. So it was a year after that. Right. But still, odd still. that he'd like choose Q to go with after QAnon happened. is a little odd, but maybe he's experimenting with electronics uh, because in electronics, like in a, on a schematic, yeah, yeah, if the, you, uh, yeah, the, the sub for, a, uh, or the symbol for a transistor is going to be Q1 through Q whatever. Um, well, not always, but like generally speaking, that's the usual like terminology for it. Yeah. So maybe he's referring to transistors in electronic circuits. I mean, he's, he's not be. doing a whole lot of like filtering or filter sweeps here, so it doesn't really make any sense to do that. That's true, but it could be what he's referencing. I don't know. It would make more sense if he had like a filter on everything and he had like a Q filter, you know, that would make sense, but he really doesn't. Yeah. Like he does. And that's the thing here. Uh, I think on basically all three of these albums, the most interesting things he does are with effects. Right. His guitar parts are generally pretty boring, but he does do some interesting stuff with effects here and there. But not on this playing album. Playing melodies. Not, not really on this on album, this really. Album, no. it, uh, there's a couple places where he does like. Um, the fucking kill switch with a little bit of like whammy pedal or something. And he it's, engages, it's cool, he does engage the kill switch. He does kill switch engage here. Yeah. <laughs> he does kill switch engage here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I, I think that that band's cover of Dio's Holy Diver Holy is Diver? pretty awesome. I It I, is really awesome. I, think I was really actually fun. just going to mention that because I was watching some wrestling the other day and mm-hmm. like one of the guys had that cover and I'm like, you know what? It's pretty, it's pretty fucking rad, right? Like, oh. I, I actually re-listened to it a few months ago 
just because it popped into my head randomly. I was like, I well, listen to that. And I did. And the, I was like, the thing this is, is actually like really fun. So like, I think I think they did a good job with the cover because they didn't try to make it sound like a Kill Switch Engage song. They're just like, let's just do an updated version of the exact same song. I mean, they do do a little bit of like chunky guitars and like like kick a in little guitar bit, but they don't they don't have like a two minute breakdown and shit. You know, it's not. It doesn't sound like a Kill Switch Engage song. It sounds like Kill Switch doing Dio, which sure, works. Sure, yeah, it does yeah. work. It's fun. It's a lot of fun. Uh, recommended. Yeah. Um, okay, all right. So we gotta we gotta do we gotta make this more upbeat. We gotta joke about something here. Uh, okay, all right, all right. Fast food. Mm-hmm. Fast food bathrooms. We're we're going back to that. Back to that mm-hmm. endless wellspring of content. <laughs> Sure. What 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 is the best and worst fast food bathrooms you've encountered? Who like in general or like just like like specifically like specifically? Um, I mean, it could be general, but like what what chains have the best bathrooms? Yeah, I'm gonna go for for general here because I can't think of any specific restrooms that I've been in that are like, oh my god, why? Right. right. Um. So generally, Wendy's have some pretty shitty bathrooms. Oh yeah, sure. I agree. Yeah. Um, the nicer ones I would say are going to be in places that are more like the, the higher tier, like more fast casual places. Like Carl's Jr. has a decent restroom. No, uh, five Um, guys, five guys bathroom. Five guys definitely always has a nice restroom. I mean, it's, it's very simple, but like, you know, they, they keep it clean usually and shit like that. Yeah. McDonald's actually usually has a pretty good restroom. They didn't in the nineties, I feel, but like once they they updated and started putting like fireplaces and shit and McDonald's like. They really kind of up their game, um, right? Right. I haven't been into a McDonald's bathroom in a while, but yeah, you know what always, I was in you know always surprises pretty, pretty me right. is like fucking most uh, Starbucks restrooms have a code on their door, and they're still dog shit bathrooms. Really? Like so like, I, I feel like the the Starbucks range is a little big, but generally speaking, I feel like they're usually pretty good bathrooms, unless the Starbucks you go to is like in the middle of a city. In which case, I think that's that's a problem. Insane. Is I don't know yeah. like the last time I went to like a non-urban Starbucks restroom. I have been to Starbucks restrooms that were like approaching gas station bathrooms level. Yeah, absolutely. Of, like, that's what I'm insanity. I was like, whoa. Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I mm-hmm. can't blame them. Coffee makes you want to shit, sure. But like, I've also been yes. into a lot of Starbucks restrooms that I would say are very nice. So yeah. I don't know. It's, they they have the biggest range of quality. I feel like. Biggest perhaps, range, perhaps they do. Um, yeah. How about how about you? What do you? What are your over and under for the Five Guys in Starbucks? I would lo- lump in the, like the higher tier, um, uh-huh. as far as fast food. Low tier, uh, McDonald's. Based on my experiences, I do believe you that they've upped their game. I believe that one hundred percent. But they definitely I have, have. I, I mean, yet and it's one of those it. things too, where it is there's definitely an urban, non-urban divide. Oh like, yeah, ur- urban like urban fast food restaurants in general. Their restrooms are fucking war zone. Like yeah, the, definitely the the third the third avenue McDonald's here. Their restroom. Oh my god! Like the, it's so crazy. They don't even have a door code. They have to buzz you in like it's a fucking bank vault. Of course, it's they nuts. Do. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. sounds uh, likely. I've never used it, wild. but that seems insane. Oh, oh my god! Bottom tier, bottom of the fucking tier, Safeway. I know that's not a fast food restaurant, but that's like, not a fast food restaurant at dude, all. Dude, their bathrooms are the worst dude, fucking yeah. bathrooms so, I've ever been in. A hundred percent. There is a there is a fucking 
uh, Safeway here in Kirkland, which is, uh-huh. you know, one of fancy. the richest communities fancy in the world. area. It's super fancy. Everything here is clean at all times, except for the Safeway restroom. It's like is you step out. Is that the one on 85th? Out, uh, yeah, yeah. It's up Dude, on yeah, Rose I've Hill, been to that bathroom. Think, yeah, Fuck yeah. That yeah. Bathroom. No, like, it's, it's a nice store, and you walk out from, like, a nice Safeway straight into just, like, a place that inexplicably smells <laughs> like a fucking campground restroom at all right, times. Right, Yeah, you know, it, it smells fucked. like a porta potty and it doesn't make any sense. It's like someone pissed under the ceiling tiles and they let it ferment. I don't, I don't understand how a, a room can always smell like that because it always smells mm-hmm. like piss and just a little bit of bleach. <laughs> like they fucking hose down the whole thing, <laughs> but someone like pissed in the vents or the HVAC system so you, they just can't get the smell out. It's terrible. Piss in the HVAC is a sick band name. <laughs> Pissing in the HVAC is maybe that's the name of the episode. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. No. Okay. It's so okay. I, I've completely derailed the question, but I have to. I have to cite another public restroom that is insane. The most insane public restroom I have ever been in is the O'Reilly's bathroom. The O'Reilly's on Aurora Avenue. In fucking Seattle, in fucking North Seattle, their bathroom is the gnarliest bathroom. There is a literal shroud of Turin fucking, sh- like, outline of a man on the fucking wall. It's uh-huh. insane. It's insane. Like, it, it hasn't been cleaned in years. There's a layer of, like, dust and piss on everything that's, like, love that. Like, approaching a centimeter thick. It's fucking insane. It's the most insane bathroom I've ever seen in my life. It's fucking just so much piss. For dude piss for years, it's fucking fucked. Uh, Yeah, so uh, but okay. Uh, Also, I was gonna say low tier subway. Just subway is low tier in general. I feel like in most categories, it's like how how are you gonna keep a fucking restroom clean when you have two employees maximum ever? Right. Like right. Like subways are weird, and they're meant to like survive with one or two employees maximum mm-hmm. and it's like you can't run a business with one or two employees it's gonna fall to dog shit unless like mm-hmm. these two people sacrifice like their mental and physical well-being to run this place yeah dude food service is a fucking grinder it is just there yeah, to is. exploit and not not cool people. like the app grinder where you get to have sex with dudes i mean they probably do that at subway to nah, the subway glory enough. hole you've never been Mm-mm, okay no. yeah well, no they don't they don't offer the foot long there <laughs> yet <laughs> six inches only yep. maximum mm-hmm. uh pretty good uh with that let's get into pike, pike 301 the chariot of saturn Hell released yeah. on december 18th 2021 just Two days after Quarry. This one also has pretty cool art. I think this art's pretty yeah, rad. Yeah, definitely done by Buckethead himself. Uh, clocks in at 2739. Mm-hmm. It's a mid, mid-ish Right. Um, so this one's a big, long song. Just right. one song uh, called The Chariot of Saturn. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think this is probably going to be my pike for the week. It's my pike of the week as well. I especially love any of the pikes this week. Right. But this one was like... I'd say the most interesting, the most dynamic, and the most atmospheric, and the most enjoyable. Yeah, and most yeah, yeah. most enjoyable. Yeah, I would. I completely agree with you. Uh, I feel exactly mm. the same about it. It is. Uh, it is not my favorite Pike, but it is okay. He at least does yeah. the like 
uh, the like slow build up and release thing a few times, and it like makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it's, it's it's dynamic it's enough. Dynamic. Uh, yeah. It's not. I wouldn't say it's like a metal album quite. No. There are definitely metal al- elements in it. It's more though like um, post rock kind of. Yeah, it's somewhere between like alt metal and post rock, and there's a lot of elements of like doom metal in here. Like he does a lot of slow sustained riffs. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, it's usually just one guitar. It'd be a lot cooler if he did a bunch of like cool slow harmonies like doom metal. Yeah, yeah, and with bass uh, too. But he also has like like driving drums and like really big keyboards in this album, which right. make it sound kind of doomy to Definitely. me. Definitely, uh, but um, no bass. Like there's no bass here. No bass as well. again. I don't. There's no bass on I, I don't any know. of these three pikes. Yeah, which makes me wonder if he, because we know that, uh, or at least Dan Monty stops crediting himself with working on the Pikes in 2017, and there's only like you know 40 Pikes after 2017. Like the 2017 Pikes are somewhere in like the 280s, mm-hmm. 290s. So you know, it's it's weird. It's weird. It's weird. It's a weird situation. I hope, yeah, I hope he's still working with Brewer, but you know, yeah. we don't know. Yeah. I hope so too. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't really know. It's it's pretty strange. Though this Pike is perfectly fine. It is uh, enjoyable fine. enough. Uh, it's definitely mm-hmm. the most enjoyable of the week of our our yeah. allotment of pikes. But it is, you know, not exceptional. It's not exciting at any point. Right. Like it's fine background music. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it'd be. It's a pike that most guitars could probably play, which is, I guess, nice. Yeah, that's true. Like, you know, here, Buckethead's playing a lot of stuff that I could play, which I'm like, I guess that's cool. It's good for guitarists that are just starting out, you know, be able to have some stuff that Buckethead made that's accessible to them. But it's like, I don't know. It's yeah, still... it could have been more. There's no leads on this. Mm-hmm. There's no solos. Like, I think this nope. could have been more interesting with maybe another guitar track. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's no leads, no solos, no bass, no second guitar. It's very bare bones, right. just like the last album. And it's like, though this one, thanks, yeah, like, th- thanks to like you said, thanks to the keyboards, it actually like makes it feel a little more filled out, makes it feel a little bit better. It, I mean, there there but... are basically these same keyboards in the last one. They're just mixed back a bunch more, mm. and I mean, they're they're mixed like to the to, not to the front, but like to the sides with a ton of reverb on here, and so they take up most of the what's not in the front of the mix. So. Right. Uh, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. It's fine. It's not very intense. Not very loud. Dynamic enough. I'd say more dynamic than the other two Definitely. albums this week. Definitely. But at the same time, it's like uh, also like not as exciting as the other two ones this week. But none yeah. of them are really exciting. They're all just know. you know. They're fine. What the they're heck? fine. All right. Yeah. Uh, what what um what is the last chariot of Saturn you rode? <laughs> uh, what would you consider the last chariot of Saturn, or what what was the last chariot that you rode, and uh, where would you consider the Saturn that it took you to? Wow. Uh, okay, I have three answers off the top of my head. They're all weird, uh-huh. so we're just gonna go with all sure, three. Um, mm-hmm. So the first thing that popped into my head is a picture I have of myself in uh, Christmas 2018. Sitting in a in a a Santa's sleigh that they had at the mall that I worked at, um, uh-huh. so I have that picture and that that's a chariot of sorts, a sleigh. Um, yep. The the second answer comes from a video game that I only played at the time of its release, uh, and that is uh, Prince of Persia Three, 
uh, ah, what the fuck is the subtitle of that one? The Two Thrones? The Twin Thrones or something like that? Uh, the, I think, the Twin Towers. Yeah, the Twin Towers, thanks. It came out in twenty uh, or 2004. I remember that. And the only reason I remember that is because there's a chariot sequence in the early part of that game where you're riding on a chariot, and that was a chariot that <laughs> took me somewhere. Do you, do you ride the chariot into a World Trade Center? <laughs> That's a game I want to play. I, I do. <laughs> I'd play that game. That sounds great. Prince Prince of Persia Jihad. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, my third answer was the time I was driving in a lift, and the lift driver just like he was going to take a turn across like a busy road, mm-hmm. and it was in the middle of the night. It was pretty late. It was like two or three in the morning. And he just like didn't look to see if there were any cars coming and just pulled right in front of these people. And they all slammed like two cars that were coming and they slammed on their brakes and like swerved off the road. And he mm-hmm. was just like, whatever. And I screamed. I was like, bro, what the yeah. fuck? Like, what the fuck yeah. are you doing? And then he was just like, oh, oh, yeah, sorry, man. And then he ran over a curb. Um <laughs> And it was uh it was fucking terrifying. I was like, what the fuck, bro? Like, go get some sleep, man. Like, you I have probably just been doing this for too long, but like I also yeah. felt kind of bad because I was like, geez, that's a super shitty job and you don't get paid enough. And I don't know. It just but it was a shitty situation that that dude endangered my life. So uh the Saturns I was taken to in those circumstances, number one with Christmas, uh depression. Number two, video mm-hmm. games. I didn't like that game that much, so just you know, a mediocre time. Number three, sure. uh, it took me to a state of anxiety that I then grappled with for the rest of the ride. Oh, uh, he took you on a rocket ship to a Saturn of Fury. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Cool. Uh huh. Um, pretty cool. Yeah, it's pretty cool. You got an answer for that one? Um. I don't know, man. Uh, yeah. Oh shit. No, that, I was gonna do that today. I was gonna take my chariot today to a Goodwill. Oh yeah, I was gonna go to Goodwill um, too. The Saturn, Saturn of Goodwill to donate like a ton of shit I found in my storage space. Which reminds me, I found some fun stuff in the storage space, including probably the last three Corruption shirts in existence. What you have them? Oh my god. I have, I have, I have, I have three orange logo shirts in XL. That's all. Wow, I have. that's so cool. I don't have a Corruption shirt. Just terrible, um, you know. Yeah. Uh, if you want to part with one of those, you can talk, you can no negotiate. Well, send me, send me shipping money, and I'll send one to you. Oh, that'd be amazing. But it is XL, so it's gonna look fucking hilarious on. Yeah, that's you, that so adds you know. to the aesthetic, I think, at this point. Yeah, you're gonna look like fucking Sonic Mayhem wearing a shirt <laughs> like five sizes too big. Yeah, like. that's a reference for no one. Um, which, which I was thinking about it today. Uh-huh. Do you, I, I need you to realize something, uh-huh. Spencer. Oh, no. No. You and I. No. No. You and I. No, you, no! And I you know what's coming. No! You and I, I are the exact same Don't age. You and I are the exact no! same age right now as Sonic no! Mayhem when we first met him. No! Yes. No! Yes. <laughs> yes. I hate here's this. the Here's the difference. Here's the reason you shouldn't be feeling bad, Spencer. What's that? We're not trying to start metal bands with 16-year-olds, That's okay? That's true. That's true. We're, We're in a better place, that. I'd say. Our mother doesn't live with us. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's true. That's true. 
yet. Um, we're not trying to start metal oh. bands with 16-year-olds yet. But yeah, you're right. We True. are the same age as Sonic Mayhem when we met him. That's uh, for, yep. for those wondering, Sonic Mayhem is a, an old guitar player guy who... I think we have a full bonus episode about him don't uh, we do so uh you know we we yeah, have that's that, on the patreon you want to know yeah. the uh the context behind that that episode is out there suffice it to say he was a guy who in his 30s started a metal band with us as 16 and 17 year olds respectively and that was uh, a time pretty weird. strange time and now yeah. we live to pay that cycle forward brit let's start a band with some teenagers Hell yeah. Speaking of starting a band with some teenagers, Pike 302, Cyborgs, Robots, and more. Hell yeah. Released on December 31st, 2021, 13 days after Charity of the Sun, and the day before 2022. I definitely believe he could have put this to get this album together in 13 days. Yeah, yeah. So this, this is fine. This, this is going to be fine. my second favorite yeah. album of the week, but also... Not very exciting. Not very exciting. I do like what he did with the, the, the track titles. He named them, the album's name is Cyborgs, Robots, and More. And the track titles are Cyborg, Robot, and More. <laughs> and then the last one is Wooden's Warm-Ups. That's, but, that's fun. Uh, I, yeah, I that was like a fun a like Bed Bath & Beyond type uh -huh. joke. I really like that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like the first track a lot, actually. Uh, it's kind of like a bucketed doom metal type song. Uh -huh. Tons of effects and synth envelopes um, and like big backing, but kind of subtle keyboard pads. Yeah, but he's doing this uh, like effects driven thing with his guitar. There's a lot of effects he's doing on this a album. lot of like Tons whammy of on the guitar. Yeah, he's doing a lot of whammy pedal. He's doing a lot of like synth envelope stuff. Right. He's doing a lot of kill switch to do like kind of short melodies he's, and stuff like that. He's engaging the kill switch, yeah. He right. is. Uh, there's actually a really cool part in the song about five and a half minutes through where he does like this three note arpeggio. He's like, -na 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 like a whole bunch uh, over like some slow drums. Right. And it sounds like really like a cool, like almost like a, know, like a doom metal breakdown, like early doom metal. It's really fucking sick. Yeah. I, I like this song a lot. Yeah. Um, there, there are definitely like parts that on this one that I was like, oh, okay. And there were parts mm. on it where I was like, ah, it sounds so familiar. You know, it's not bad. Yeah. It's just familiar, and there's no bass, and it's just no like, bass, which is kind of disappointing. Though, to to his credit, he does do a lot of like whammy stuff that does pitch his guitar down. So it's and, and there's pretty much always keyboards that are handling some bass frequencies. So it doesn't sound like empty. Yeah, with but the it, lack it of but it definitely doesn't sound as full as it would sound if there were was right. a proper bass or a, the right. synth taking up a proper bass, you know, range. Mm -hmm. Uh yeah, so it's, second oh. song, second song, Robot, uh, kind of driving metal rocker with some funk elements, mm -hmm. um, and it kind of morphs into like an effects-laden melody halfway through and just kind of stays there. Mm -hmm. um, it's like kind of speed metal, but also like funk alt metal. It's a decent song. It kind of defies categorization, but it's also kind of repetitive. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. I feel like this this really kind of ramps down this whole album. Like it gets uh, also weirdly back enough, after that. Uh, when I was listening to this album, it this album for whatever reason was like constantly being interrupted by ads. Like I was interrupted by four yeah. ads in, while listening to this one album, which almost never happens when I'm listening to Buckethead albums. Like it's like a super rare thing. 
So for it to happen this mm. many times with this one, it was so weird. I was like, why this one? <laughs> I don't know. You know, you, you should, like, you, me, maybe Beck, and a couple other people should just get together and do the fucking YouTube family plan. Can you have, like, multiple accounts tied to that? Five of them, yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah, dude, let's do and that. It's, and it's 22 tight. bucks a month for five people and, you know, add... You know, even if we were like splitting that between the person. three of us, that's still cheaper than YouTube Premium. Yeah. So, yeah. And, like, YouTube Premium, I have YouTube Premium. I pay, like, full price a couple of years ago for it, but... Yeah. And it's totally worth it. I fucking love it. I just I watch a lot of YouTube stuff, I very down to do that. Like, let's talk mm. about that. That'd be great. You'll literally save like at least like ten minutes every week just on yeah, the fucking, fucking bucket cast. Ads are like irritating as fucking. Like the thing uh -huh. I hate the most about the YouTube ads is like depending on what device you're playing YouTube on, it will show you more ads or not or less. Yep. So like mm -hmm. when I play YouTube on my fucking LG like OLED TV, they show me a billion ads because they're like, you've got money, so you're gonna get all the fucking ads because like nice. it's fucking dumb as shit. I hate it. Yeah, I've been spending a lot of money at Home Depot lately mm -hmm. on my my card, mm -hmm. and of course, you know, Home Depot uses Salesforce. So Orange Hat Larry, all of Orange Hat Larry. Have you seen him? Unfor I've seen Orange Hat Larry. I haven't interacted with him though, unfortunately, Damn it. because I know where stuff is. Unfortunately, I'm like, fuck. I wish I was lost. <laughs> uh, you should just go um, up and say but, what's you know, up to him. Just talk to him. Just see what his favorite band yeah. is. Oh, I bet it's like. Credence. I bet he is the guy from Earth. Oh, you know, Earth. Like okay, him. yeah, yeah. That'd be uh, tight. That'd be cool. I, I, I keep on seeing this guy in Capitol Hill who looks exactly like the guy from Earth, mm -hmm. but I don't want to ask him because, like, every old dude with a beard who's really skinny looks like the guy from That's Earth. That's true. That's true. And I think the guy from Earth lives here. He, but, I, yeah, I, I thought know. he lived in Olympia, but maybe he lives in Capitol Hill now. I don't, I don't know. I know he lives somewhere around here-ish. Yeah. So. yeah, totally. Um, I met one of the dudes from yeah. Sun at my old work. Did I tell you that? I mean, how do you know for sure? Oh, okay. So there's a story behind it. So I was like... Did he come in in his cloak? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he came in, a in with a cloak and was like... <laughs> and I was like, oh, yeah, you're, you're from Sun. Uh, no, no. Like, uh... So like, I was, uh, I was on the floor at my old work, uh, a representative for a tech major technical technology company and uh password university well that's where password I'm at. squad yeah password squad exactly um and so uh, i saw this like little girl run in i say little girl she was probably like eight maybe i don't know i don't know how old kids are uh and she was like wandering around looking at stuff and there was like a guy following her around that was like clearly her dad or whatever and uh she was wearing a sun shirt and it was like a really like it had like a really cool design on it and it was like way too big for her so she was wearing it kind of like a she was wearing pants but it was like kind of looked like a dress on her which i thought was funny sure. but it was like a it was like a sun shirt and it had like a, it was definitely like it was a design i'd never seen and it was like a really complicated like there's a lot of print on it wait shouldn't uh shouldn't she have been wearing a daughter's shirt <laughs> Wow. Yeah, that's a that's a relevant joke. I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh so I was like immediately I was like, "Oh, that's cool that there's a kid wearing a sun shirt. Like that's funny." So I was like, I was I uh, I was like hanging out near where she was and I was like, "Hey, I like your shirt. That's pretty awesome." And then she was like, "Oh, thank you. He's in the band." And then points at like the guy that was with her and then <laughs> the guy gives me a look that's like, "Hi." 
<laughs> like, like he didn't um, want to be identified as the hi. guy in the van. Hi, I'm Sun Dad. Yeah, yeah. I, like, hi, I am uh, Sun. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool, man. Y'all are pretty awesome. And uh, he was like, thanks. And that was it. But I, I thought it was I'm surprised funny. he wasn't like, what? What'd you say? <laughs> what? Yeah. Like those those guys have to have zero hearing at this point, right. unless they like have industrial grade earplugs on at every show. Mm-hmm. I, I'm surprised they don't just wear those like giant earmuffs. Hey, they might. They're wearing things, cloaks. You know? We don't know. That, that's true. They probably do wear those yeah. and they just can't even hear their own song. They're just whatever. Define they just song, play long notes. <laughs> they, oh, there's a bunch of notes. All right. Notes. notes. Huh? Uh, define Frequencies notes. happening together. <laughs> you know. Uh, instruments making a frequency a frequency yeah yeah frequencies yeah. yeah they're definitely frequencies with with that band for sure uh no that uh, band's they're, tight they're the frequency of the weekency oh oh that's pretty good we should have a segment called frequency of the weekency should we no <laughs> <laughs> i don't know uh yeah this pike's okay i guess it's fine yeah hey, Buckethead, uh, a lot do of some repetition solos. come on some meandering um you know it's i liked the drum programming on the third track mm-hmm. last track with some decent metal riffing right with like the drum programming again shout out has been fantastic and all drum programming bikes, also really good. also the keyboards sound really cool keyboard pads sound great yeah. it's just like the problem is they're taking the place of the bass most of the time and we like bass we like, and things we like bass here bring back bass bring back bring back bass, bass. bring back yeah, uh, Flea would hate these albums. Flea, say that well, Flea would be mad. I think that whenever Flea doesn't hear bass, he just like pulls out a bass and adds a bass line. He seems like that sort of Probably guy. Right. He seems, yeah, he does seem like. Yeah, that. he's like, he's like, he's like, yeah, hey, take this bass line. I'd like to hear like different bassists like do different takes on albums, oh, yeah. and I'd I'd really like to hear Flea and his take on and Justice for All. Yeah, I think that'd be sick. that would be fun. That'd be fun. Yeah. I would listen to that. Why? Why don't right. more like, like hear... famous bass players do shit like that? Like that'd be fun. I don't know. You know what I really like? There's that guy. I showed you a video of his. I sent you a video of his. I think online. Mm-hmm. He was playing some fucking metal song, but he was playing it like fucking like uh, rumba kind of. Oh yeah, you did send me that. Was yeah, it? that was fun. It was like a Metallica song yeah, or something. I think was... Oh yeah, it was Fuel. Yeah. It was Give Me Fuel. And he and he's like boom, ba doom, da doom, ba do 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 boom, ba doom, and it sounded so fucking cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy was, was like, like different, slamming. He was tight. That was that was some cool shit. Like, yeah, I would love to do like some fucking calypso rumba metal. That'd be so fucking. Oh cool. man. So I've been talking about this for years. Talking about this for years. I I first started talking about this in 2012. I remember this specifically because that's when I had the idea. I'm telling you, mm-hmm. reggae black metal, like reggae black metal could be a thing it's like i mean that it's kind of what oranzi pazuzu does but like yeah reggae black metal could be a thing i so i I could see more like reggae dub would make sense because it's a bit more like effects laden and stuff like that yeah yeah like a dub backing track but then you're just like doing tremolo picked riffs over it you know yeah, exactly. Somebody could probably suck though. It'd probably really suck. Yeah, it probably, probably would suck. But somebody would be into it. Somebody would would 
uh, impregnate another person while listening to it. You know, mm-hmm. that's what happens. So, given so, r- cyborgs, robots, and more, what's more? Uh, it it more is the like beyond section of Bed Bath and Beyond. Ah. Right. Um, so, what is that? Uh, well. I think it's like... Is it just Beyond Meat? No, no. In, in the case of an actual Bed Bath & Beyond, I think they're just referring to like the candy they sell by the checkout. <laughs> like, I think that's the more. No. I, I'm not sure, actually. Mm. You ever use the bathroom at a Bed Bath & Beyond? No. Yeah, I think I have. Yeah. I, is that the Beyond? Bed, bathroom & Beyond? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It could be. It could be. Um... I would say that more accompanies everything, right? Because everything is more than that. Um, so this album is just everything, the album. Yeah. I, eh, it's yeah, I don't think he covered everything. Really he definitely well. didn't cover everything. He covers everything in some albums, though. You know, like Jeopardy Backwards does that. Sure, sure. Um, but if you had to have a meal that in company... That, uh, encompassed everything that you could eat like but it had to be in a single thing like uh like in a single pasta dish or in a big sandwich or in a burrito or in a cake or in a casserole what would you choose what 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 uh, uh vessel would you choose to have an everything meal a more meal an everything i don't want an everything meal that sounds disgusting that's way too many flavors yeah but like you the year you're, you're gonna be gifted it so you gotta choose a <laughs> so if if i have to choose i'm going to choose a street taco because it's gonna taste like shit so i want something very small oh okay all right yeah so i can just chomp down that taco and be like oh that sucked i'm gonna eat real food yeah it doesn't taste like fucking sweet smoke and vinegar sweet smoke and vinegar is a nice flavor combo could be could be but i'm talking about like I don't know. Just, just too talking much. about like too much. apple jolly ranchers and barbecue brisket and fucking no, like that sounds amazing. Actually, <laughs> those two things. <laughs> but add like marshmallows in yeah, there, yeah, and suddenly yeah, yeah, yeah. it's dog shit. You, you're yeah. always talking shit on marshmallows. You're, you're the anti-marshmallow gang. Fucking marshmallows is fucking Spock says. You dumb bitch. Yeah, sure. Spock says. That. Yeah. What else does Spock say? He does. He, that you find um, live long and prosper inspiring long dong mm-hmm. and uh shocker long dong yeah. what long dong hang hang dong and i know but you could i know i was doing a riff on you it. could but that's not our marketing <laughs> i'm trying to sell got we're trying to sell goddamn merch that says hang dong and shocker fucking reinforce that <laughs> okay, goddamn it. Okay. all right fair enough fair enough uh i'm here for it Okay, well, uh, let's wrap things up with uh, that. Okay, cool. You ready to go on an adventure with me? Yeah. Statements from the bucket Bucket Oh, my Wow. Oh, my God. Wow. We're here. We're here. It's part of the show where we look at YouTube comments and laugh about them. Ha, ha, ha. Kicking things off. Sean C. says three, hundred, or three days ago, Yeah, I was expecting a 
bowling theme, as in making 300. But one's quarry is cool, too. Should have been bowling for Columbine <laughs> themed, all right? Yes, exactly. Michael Moore. That's what we want to see. We want more Michael Moore. Yeah, that's that's the Moore exactly. in uh, Cyborg's Robots and More. <laughs> it's Michael Moore. Exactly. Uh, Cyborg's Robots and Michael Moore. Exactly. Uh, Amir Ali Rasuli says eight months ago, The one and only Buckethead. The history won't forget this legend with over 400 albums and 4,000 songs. No one has done this in centuries. Always proud of him and have to say he changed my life. Long live Buckethead. Heart emoji. Uh, I like that energy. That's yeah, energy. Uh, No one has done this in centuries, Britt. So who was the last person to have over 400 albums? And 4,000 songs in another century. Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart, 100%. He has 400 albums? Yeah, let's say so. <laughs> okay. Well, he has way over 400 albums. Like, if you count all of the people who have covered his work and recorded his work, he's got thousands and thousands of albums. I guess that's true, but it's also, like, a lot of the same stuff, though. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, yeah, so Buckethead repeats a lot of stuff. I Yes, I guess. Um, okay, so in in researching this, well, so I actually wanted to look into it because some somebody else in the comments made some uh, interesting claims, and so in in looking into this, uh, I found a band called Bowl of Heaven. Do you know about this band? No. Oh my God! So I'm going to tell you about Bowl of Heaven. Okay, so Bowl of Heaven currently has 518 albums, right? Mm -hmm. And they have albums that are extremely long. So we're going to talk about how long their albums are for a second because it's pretty fucking fascinating. Uh, they've put out a, an immense amount of music. Uh, so even early on in their, their history, right, they became known for having songs that were really long. So their 19th release was called Hypnosis, Drugs, and Mind Control, and it is eight hours long. Their 28th album is 24 albums long. Or 24 hours long. 24. Their, their 44th album, A Corpse in My Arms, uh, a, a Corpse in My Arms on Awakening, is one uh, is over one day long. It is 37 hours long. Uh, and then their 45th album, their immediately re released out after their 44th album, is 168 hours long. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Sucks. Brit, no one wants that. Brit. We're just scratching the surface, though. Things become more insane. So they continued to experiment with very long songs. Uh, <laughs> so their 118th release, The Chosen Priest and the Apostle of Infinite Space, is a piece that is over two months long. <laughs> What's the point? Oh, uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, so every album they released from 145 to 152 all are over 150 hours long. Uh, so that's cool. Mm -hmm. uh, so they continued this. Um, their 208th release, As You Etch on the Inner Window of Your Eye, is 916 hours long. 
209, Blurred with Tears, and, uh, sorry, Blurred with Tears and Suffering Beyond Hope is 4,723 hours long, but they are both beat. All of these are beat by their 210th release, their immediate next release after this. It is 50,000 hours long. <laughs> so. That's stupid. <laughs> like, this This is stupid. This isn't, this isn't music. Like, what's the point in being in a band where you don't listen to the music that you make? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, they're never going to be able to perform this live. It's just like, it's a fucking gimmick. They're a gimmick band. So they, they have, they have performed, uh, they have performed live. Two shows yeah. ever. Yeah. Two shows, Two shows ever. ever. Uh, so they have a few. Once in Denver and once in St. Louis. Mm -hmm. They haven't performed in eight years live together, and one of the members left the band. Well, in the he died. Time, so he died. Oh, he yeah. died? So yeah, he left the band. <laughs> he, did, he did leave the band. He did leave the band. I was right. Uh, right. <laughs> I, I, sticked, I said what he said. You did say what you said. Uh, so they, they have a couple other long albums that we just need to, to touch on here. Uh, their 286th release Wait, did did he did he die of boredom? <laughs> it's possible. Is because I would have died of boredom. Their two hundred eighty sixth release is uh, twenty nine million hours long. <laughs> I'm not joking. <laughs> you know, you know what, I, you know, you know what this is. I would classify this music as dork ambient. <laughs> um, and then their uh, their two hundred eighty seventh release is eighty seven trillion hours long. <laughs> I'm not joking. That is actually actually the length of it, um, which is pretty cool. So this that is the this, dumbest this thing is I've music ever heard of that before. they are making via math uh, to make it as long as it is. Uh, so that's that's how they're doing it. Um, so they they beat this again though, uh, which is this is the one that I really wanted to talk about. Their 310th release, which is just a very long number, uh, is the name of it, and it is. 3.343 quindecillion years long. <laughs> cool. Uh, but in addition to this, the band has actually released actual music. Uh, so they have released uh, several uh, psychedelic rock albums, uh, experimental hip-hop, uh, sound collage, fusion jazz, and post-rock. Um, so it's... It's interesting that they've managed to do this. I, I like the idea of a an, an album that is 3.43 quindecillion years long. That's uh, pretty cool and impossible to listen to. Uh, mm -hmm. And it's kind of neat. Uh, so, yeah. So, you want to you, you know my favorite factoid about these guys Tell here? Me. In May of 2016, Bull of Heaven were featured in a Scholastic article entitled Unperformable Works and the Ontology of Music. <laughs> In the British Journal of Aesthetics, published by Oxford University Press. That's awesome. I, I love yeah. that. That's great. Um, Wild. Jacqueline Holdsworth it leaves the most British comment uh, of all time two months ago. I wish Buckethead could have played at the Queen's Platinum Jubilee Party Concert. That would have killed the Queen of England. <laughs> yeah, definitely. She would have died. She would have died from that. Like, yeah. That would have rattled the bones off of her skin, and we <laughs> the bones off be stuck of her with skin. Prince Charles, implying her bones are already yeah. outside of her skin. 
rattle the bones off of her skin. Yeah, I said what I said. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> uh, Mike Harrison says eight months ago, better than my 300-pound girlfriend. Thumbs up emoji, wink emoji. <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> I don't know either. Three thumbs up, though. I like that other people were like, yeah, yeah, this album's better than Fat Chicks for sure. <laughs> Wait, is that a... My 300-pound girlfriend also sounds like a show on, like, TLC or something. Uh, I, th- I think that, like, the show is, like, my 3,000-pound girlfriend or something. 3,000? Yeah, there's someone who's 3,000 pounds. Sure. Probably, right? I don't know. No. Okay. <laughs> Jackster Attacks says eight months ago, Happy holidays! What do I mean by this? Well, not Christmas nor Hanukkah. Nay to Kwanzaa! Because it's Mary 300 Pikes. Do you also say nay to Kwanzaa, Britt? Yeah, if I was a horse. What's up? Hey, nay. Let's do this, boy. Graydon's Catsotch says eight months ago, every song S sound the same. A digital jam. No human feeling. Is this a program? And Ion... Cotter, uh, night. I don't, I don't know how to say that. Catterinkuink, something like that. Uh, says seven months ago. Are you a program? Cool. Yeah, pretty cool. That guy was like hating on everybody that was hating on these albums. So everybody that was hating on the albums, mm-hmm. they were like, he was like, you're not a real fan because you don't like the thing as much as I like the thing. Uh, that's such toxic fandom to be like if you don't worship every like part of this thing you don't like it there's a lot of that that's not how fandom works fandom dude so many people are like that yeah right it's yeah it's it's weird to believe that there is like no place in media for critique it's super fucking strange it's just dumb people that are like that um uh just shout out to thomas knight wagoner for dropping his flat card here in the comments Man, I would kill to get this in flack. Um, you know, it's no og, but I get you, man. I mean, you yeah, can I know. get it in so flack. People, you can get anything in flack from exactly. Bandcamp. So people informed like, band, him. They were Bandcamp, like, hey, you, no. can, you can easily get this in flack. I just... Yeah, because ba- ba- Bandcamp, if I'm not mistaken, offers everything in MP3, flack, and correct, wave, correct. right? Do they, they they don't offer uh, ACC, do they? Uh, or AAC? I don't, I don't know. I don't think I don't so. I mean, it's... Almost the exact same compression algorithm as Wave, though. Like, there's very little difference right, between the right. two. Which is, it's weird to me that we haven't unified the lossless audio codec yet, honestly. Yeah. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it is. It's a little odd. It's a little yeah. odd. Because they're both, you know, they're basically, they're basically the same the thing. Same. Like, the, so, yeah. I don't, like, they're the, basically the same container size. They're, I mean, the same bit rate because you can't really change the bit lossless. rate on lossless. Yeah, so. like, yeah. Very odd. Very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> moving on. Jonas Ackerland says seven months ago, Buckethead died one year ago. I wonder who is making these albums in his name. That's an interesting theory. It is. Well, Buckethead just played live the other day, so you're yeah. wrong. Um, but interesting theory. Yeah. Um, Hernandez, eight months ago, masterfully demonstrating the proximity that music has to infinity. Okay, so this this comment doesn't make any no. sense at all, but I like it. Yeah, same. Like, I, like uh, I don't know how close the, the proximity of music to infinity. That's 
heavy questions from a heavy mind. Yo, Doug, maybe music is infinite. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, it, fucking fucking Bowl of Heaven made a song that's almost infinity minutes that's long. So. It's 3.43 quintillion <laughs> years long. It's, inf- it's l- I believe it's literally infinity minus one minutes long. <laughs> like, yeah, so... You could do it. You could listen to it. We we could listen to nothing but Bowl of Heaven for the rest of our lives. Do you realize that? Yeah, we could. I mean, yeah, our humans <laughs> could listen to nothing but Bowl of Heaven for the rest of their the progression of the species. Uh-huh. And once Homo erectus dies uh-huh. out, Bowl of Heaven will still be yeah, playing. Right. You know, we should have we sent a Bowl of Heaven song on one of the Voyager <laughs> things. And then, like, the fucking, you know, the alien would pick it up and be like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Daniel Raphael says eight months ago, woke up this morning feeling down negative thought until I hear this. Thanks, Buckethead. You just lid up my day. Yeah, because he's smoking a lid. You know what I'm saying? Puff, 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 puff. Most people don't know what I've a never lid heard is. That. A lid is two bowls. What? A lid is two bowls. Two bowls. Like at the same time? Two bowls. It's just an amount of oh. weed you can buy. Oh, I've never heard that. That must be a different place thing. A different time oh. thing, really. It was a thing in like the 70s and 80s. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, I believe it. There's a lot of weird shit back then. Ben S. does some great bucket baking here eight months ago. Um, this is about Pike 301, uh, the chariot of Saturn. Um, and he says... The death figure in the left of the painting is a nod to Kronos. Kronos was the ancient Roman symbol of Saturn, time, and death. Cool. Yeah. I I love a bucket bake. So, yeah, go ahead and try to figure that shit out. You can do it. Um, Farshid Karimi, eight months ago. Mm -hmm. Tonight, we, parentheses, Iranians, have a beautiful festivity dating back to thousands of years. It is Yalda night, a night that marks the triumph of goodness over evil, light over darkness, when people get together to celebrate this ancient occasion until next morning when days become longer and the sun, parentheses, goodness, rises victoriously. Now what could make this night more beautiful, keeping my company? Yes, Buckethead with another amazing song. This will immortalize tonight in my mind for as long as I am alive. Ancient mythology from ancient Rome tied to an ancient event from Iran. This guy is unrivaled, unmatched, and there will never be an artist like him. Thank you for making my Yalda night a great one. I am going to have only one companion tonight, Chariot of Saturn. Speaking of the Prince of Persia, this guy's a king right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> nice. I wonder how this guy feels about the Prince of Persia games. Uh, I don't know. Glad glad to have representation. I, I mean, do you think you do you think Jake Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Jake yeah. He's my favorite Persian, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, yeah. The the, the Persianist, the most Iranian of Iranians. Correct. Correct. Jake Gyllenhaal. Exactly. <laughs> Just, Gyllenhaal is the most like. Middle Eastern name you could possibly Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, yeah, I went, yeah, I went to a Mediterranean place the other day called Gyllenhaal's. Got a great falafel. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite... My, my favorite uh, 
Persian movie is Donnie Darko. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm never going to pretend that didn't happen. Uh, okay. <laughs> okay, can you read this comment and do a great Swedish accent for me? Uh, yeah, sure. Wow, Google, he is still himself. You got to say who wrote it. got to say who wrote it. Okay. So George Bronton uh, in his PFP is the two faces from Pink Floyd's The Division Bell from 1992. Right. Um, he writes, uh, eight months ago, he says, Wow, Gogo, he is still himself. I wish him a lot of health and, of course, Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. I just love his music. Best reggaets. George Bronton from Sweden. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I love any best re- best reggae. Be- best regades. Uh, <laughs> I uh, I love anybody who signs their posts. That's one of my favorite internet things. Is anyone signing their posts? Because you know that they're very old. Uh, you just know. Yes. You, you you know they're they're ancient when they're signing their posts, and that's that's yeah. great. Well. Well, the comment on um, on the internet is a lot like a small letter, you see. So uh, I've I've got to send my best regards. Best and, regards. Uh, say my name. Best reggae. Best regades. Uh It's uh, best reggae music. Vivimos en una sociedad says five months ago. We live in a society is what oh. that means, which is awesome. Is it really? That's yeah, awesome. Really so okay, so this is some deep bucket. It's bucket scene drama. This is it's actually serious. This is wild. Okay, so there. This is a comment on um, a post by Poly Poly Eight, who has stopped uploading right. Buckethead albums. Interesting. And they say this five months ago. Why did you stop, bro? You have like five albums left, and then you'd have the whole series. And then we have a very mm-hmm. interesting response. Uh, the Pyro King One Two Three says two months ago, I'm worried about him. About five months ago, someone on Reddit found a massive stash of Buckethead CDs at a thrift store or something like that, which all came from the same person. Although unlikely, Pulley Pulley may have died, and that could have been his collection. It was an extensive collection, too, like some really hard ones to find. This could explain his absence in the in the last five months, but hopefully not. Hope so not. I went and tracked I this down. Pulley I found Pulley this Reddit eight. post, and this guy was right. It was actually yeah, yeah. four and a half months ago. Um, but he was like right uh-huh. on. And so this is a picture of the collection that somebody found. Um, oh shit. He has Thanatopsis right. and shit like that. Oh my God. He has some really So they found this at a thrift store, right? And they didn't give the elephant man's alarm clock. Right. Well, these are all like extremely rare bucket head out. Holy. Whoa. Is that the Japanese giant robot? Cause that shit's worth. That's like, yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's, it's absolutely crazy. Oh. Like it's a crazy collection that somebody found. Um, it's got like all the TDRS stuff, right? There. Yeah, totally. It's got it's got everything, right? Fucking coma, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, obscure shit. And so, uh, yeah, I don't know. Pretty interesting, right? Like, let's hope that's not what happened to Poly Poly Eight. Maybe Poly yeah. Poly Eight just got distracted by school or life, just became humano, or just became humano <laughs> being. Um, yeah, or maybe they they rebranded to become the Buckethead Archive. Maybe that's them now because they're like, hey, I'm trans, so I'm. Coming out on my other page. Interesting idea. Probably not, but uh, it's just this was a really interesting, like deep thought. I, I, I'm not so sure. I'm gonna say like, hey, this is what happened, but I do think it's an interesting idea. 
and uh just something interesting interesting to think about um so pretty weird stuff pretty weird stuff uh carpenter joe oh we're going into the bucket church uh so let's uh Bucket church. Wait, did bucket I did I send you the song? Because I have a song. Oh, I didn't know that. No, I I didn't see. Um, I can. Def- oh, I thought I thought I sent you the song. No. Uh, but here, let me let me play it. Please, real quick. please. To be closer with you, let us go to the bucket church. To be closer with you. Bucket Church we go. Hell yeah, to Bucket Church we go. Carpenter Joe says eight months ago, this is it. Bucketed's legacy is his ability to add a haunting or even sinister factor to whatever idea he flaunts around it. No other artist can hone in on this evasive vibe like Bucket. We have been deprived of any lead sorcery as of late, and the deludity of Riff Pikes Mm. has strained my belief system a great deal. But I stand here today, smiling, pointing up to the sky, Vintage JBL 4312 control monitors standing proud (laughs) that they have once again been part, a small part, of a Buckethead masterpiece as anyone could be the last. But lo and behold, the bucket. Uh, I love this comment. That's that's pretty good. Uh, we have been deprived of any lead sorcery as mm-hmm. of late. It's true. Um, Hate to see it. Yeah, I, I I agree with pretty much everything Carpenter Joe mm-hmm. says here. I like that. Except what? Which one was this on? Because I don't. Think uh, any this was on uh, was the really Pike three hundred two or yeah three hundred two. Uh, cyborgs, robots, mm-hmm. and more. Weird, because he didn't really have much lead stuff on here. Yeah, because he said we've been deprived of lead sorcery as of late. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Um, so we have. We've been deprived of it. But but yeah, he says that, but it's also strained in his belief. But but I stand here today smiling, pointing up to the sky, that they have once again been a small part of this masterpiece. So I don't know. It's, it's like he's complaining about it, but then saying that he kind of did it, but... He didn't. I, yeah, it's a confusing comment, but I like it. I like the I like the that it's written like a a holy like address. Yeah, the pike he's talking about is a del, the deludedly of rift yeah, pikes. Yeah, it is a it, it is, is a rift pike. pike. Maybe you left there's it on the a, wrong. There's no pike. resource. I don't know. Perhaps. Perhaps. Hopefully, we have uh, it's coming up. Although the next one I think is a live album. So. Uh, continuing our bucket church, Paul Paulson, eight months ago. Thank you, Lord. For healing my soul with Buckethead in mad and terrible times connected to Corona. Lord, send your love to all suffering and tortured with sad mindsets. Thank you and amen from Germany. Oh, and oh, wow, we've got a lot of international comments. This a lot of international comments. We, we love to see them. Um, lastly, in Bucket Church. But not lastly in the segment. Cactus Slunk says eight months ago edited, Whenever I'm feeling down, 
big bus music always pick me up? We we know for sure that he's saying that just to just to make people think he doesn't ride a short bus. <laughs> no, no, I like big bus, big bus music. music I'm a big bus mm-hmm. boy. I've never ridden a short bus, not me. Cactus Slunk's a smart boy. Exactly. exactly. Now with that, we're out of the bucket church. Uh, well, I guess, you know, this is still in the bucket church. Sorry. Uh, Gregory Aker, three months ago, it makes me glad I'm a Capricorn and my ruling planet is Saturn Buckethead. There are no words I can speak, and that's a never happened before. Thank you. He said in words. Yeah, the uh, the astrology bitches are out here on the Buckethead YouTube. That's cool. <laughs> ABB, astrology bucket bitches. Great Gregory Acker is definitely like a fucking 18-year-old e-girl who's into astrology, <laughs> definitely. right? Oh, man. My favorite e-girls are named Gregory. Oh, I'm such a Capricorn. Oh, my God. Makes me so glad I'm a Capricorn and my rolling planet is Saturn Buckethead. Um, so it's time to revisit an old Master of the ship key, a bucket bot divine. Oh my god, Jordan Vine, he's here, he's back, he's back in action, and we love to see him. Uh we've got uh oh two uh three buckethead comments here, and they're all awesome. And so we're gonna do this one first. Mm-hmm. This is the first one I saw eight months ago, so v- really recent. Jordan Vine's been active pretty recently. Jordan Vine, eight months ago. You want to... Let's just do alternating lines here. Eight months ago. Incredible, awesome, and phenomenal! I really, really, really... Don't care! If he... Doesn't! Solo, or if he... Repeats himself. I heart emoji his music. Too much to give a fuck. Hell yeah. That's, that's great. Hell yeah. It's a great time. We love to see a Jordan yeah. Vine. Um, okay. We're gonna do this one. Ah, not that one. No, not that one. Oh my god. I at least got out of order. Okay. This one here. Pretty good. Jordan Vine. And this is a very like line-by-line uh, line reading here. Cool. Phenomenal and sensational, as usual. I really don't care what he does. What style of pike he wants to do. That's up to him. If he just wants to riff. That's up to him! If he wants to solo or not. That's up to him! If there's repetition, I don't care. Because he can do what he wants! Because it's his music! Some really classic Dude, Jordan Vine here. Some really classic. Good shit. It's his music. Shut the fuck <laughs> yeah. up. 
let him do his stuff. He's the best, greatest it's, guitarist. It's ever fucking ever. rad. Uh, so lastly, we have a pretty long Jordan Vine here, Ooh, and it's wow. pretty that fucking is. rad. And I think, yeah, line by line is probably gonna work here too. You want to? You want to just do paragraph one? I'll do two. You yeah, that three. works. Jordan Vine says, eight months ago, edited. I know people have been moaning, whinging, whining, and complaining about repetition, but seriously, I just don't give a flying fuck about that. I really don't care what he does to be honest. Because I heart emoji his music too much to give a fuck. I really don't understand why people are moaning about repetition when the music is just fucking amazing and awesome. Keep doing, keep going. Bucketed! Keep going and keep playing what you want and releasing what you want. And releasing what Pike slash album you want, comma, solo, if you want to solo. Riff, if you want to riff, name the pike what you want to name it just what the fuck you want buckethead just do what you want because you have the right because it's your music yeah he has the right because it's his music you know it is your music it is your music, Buckethead. It is your music, It is Buckethead. your music. You are music. Um, it is your music. So then we're going to highlight a comment, a response to this comment that has rocked my fucking world. Because I noticed something about Jordan Vine's comments a little while ago that I thought was interesting. I didn't bring it up because I was like, mm, whatever. But somebody else drew attention to it, and it's really something. Friend of the show, Jason Evans, one month ago edited, whinging, spoken proper, British bloke. Friend of the show, Jason Evans. Friend of the show, Jason Evans. Jordan Vine might be fucking British, man. That's an interesting idea, in which case we have to go back and we re-record do. everything in a British we accent. We do. We do. We must. It doesn't matter because it's you or music. I just don't give a flying fuck. <laughs> I bloody don't well care. It's his music. He's allowed to sell it. What you damn well want, though? All right. So from now on, any Jordan Fine comments we get, we have to read with British accents. So in case you're wondering why we're doing that, this is I, why. Right. Uh, in in uh, <clears throat> when I do them, at least they are going to become increasingly less and less intelligible. Mm-hmm. As though I'm a British man taking shots of gin in the middle of doing the commentary. <laughs> Hell yeah. You know, and by the end, I'll just be slurring everything about, what the fuck, Buckethead? What the fuck, my mug dot? What? See? Oh, goddamn, buddy, Goddamn, Buckethead. Goddamn, guitar man, isn't it? Goddamn it. Jordan So lastly, but certainly not least, RC Swiss Made says eight months ago, Buckethead is not from this world. 
Do you think they got out of QAnon? Do you think we go and we go. That's he's keeping you, it in. Think, he's keeping it he in. No, he didn't get out of QAnon. QAnon got out of the oh, culture. Okay. I, I want to see if RC Swiss made his back on it since QAnon is kind of back. Yeah, I'm curious. I'm curious. Yeah, I mean, well, QAnon just became different things. It never really went away, but. Yeah, it became less of a potent yeah. force in that community. I mean, no, yeah. well, I mean, the poster, like, like Q, Q did, did go, go away, away yeah. for, yeah, like, two for years, sure. legitimately. Mm -hmm. And, like, they're kind of back, maybe. Yeah. Ron Watkins lost his like, Senate. Hilar so he lost the he primary, just... hilariously. Oh, yeah, yeah. He he not only lost the primary, he lost it so bad that he moved to Australia, like, a month beforehand. Yeah. Which is great. And I think, like, lives yeah. there now to try to escape. Like law enforcement. Yeah, he doesn't want to be. Uh, he doesn't want to be subpoenaed in the January sixth <laughs> thing. Which <laughs> is funny. This is we very love funny. that. Um, and yeah. With that, let's get into recommendations. Cool. That w was the bucket void. I suppose. Yes, it was. Um. Uh, I can go first this week. I guess I do have a recommendation. You do. What do you got? Movie from 1986 called Where's Officer Tuba? <laughs> okay. Uh, it's starring Sammo Hung as a uh, police officer who plays a tuba. That rules. <laughs> and uh, he's haunted by his dead friend in order to solve his dead friend's it murder. It sounds pretty goth. It's amazing. <laughs> it is one of the funniest films I've ever seen. As far as like physical comedy goes... It's one of the funniest films I'm ever, I've ever seen. It's like next level, like Rowan Atkinson level physical That's comedy. Awesome. It's incredible. Um, really highly recommend it. It's just a super fun movie. Uh, it's you know it's got subtitles, so you got to be able to Damn. read. So I'm not recommending it to Shit, you, Spencer. I'm, Ill I'm illiterate. But if it, if you can read the English <laughs> language, this one's nice. for you. <laughs> that, that rocks. Yeah. What are you going to I, I can't even do Duolingo because I'm not single lingo. <laughs> no. Um, It'd be Uno lingo. Yeah, sure, whatever. <laughs> um, so, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, my recommendation for this week is uh, a video game that I've gotten really into lately. This was a game that I initially mm -hmm. like was not interested in at all because it just didn't seem like it was going to be my thing. But I ended up checking it out, and then I ended up buying it, and I ended up liking it a lot. And that is Elden Ring. Um, it is a very cool game. I gotta say, it's really neat. I um, I call it not to be. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. Not to be confused with the uh, the 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 game that they sell at uh, Chinese food drive-throughs. Uh, and Den Ring. <laughs> Terrible, terrible joke. Uh, Shibby. Um, <clears throat> yeah, uh, I, I, I refer to it as El Dong Ring, as in I mm. I dropped my monster. Is it a big Mexican yeah, yeah, penis? Yeah. I dropped my... Big old fat Mexican penis. I dropped penis. my monster Elden Ring I used for my, my, my magnum Elden Hog. Mm. Yeah. Elden Dong, yes. <laughs> Elden Dong. Um... Yeah. No. Big old sloppy old man's penis. Why don't you stick it on my lips? 
Big old sloppy, big man's penis. Why don't you put it in between my hips? Give me that old man cock. I said, give me that old man cock. Bob Seger, I'm ready to fuck. (laughs) Give me your old man cock. Nice with the Bob Seger. Yeah. I saw this great picture of a of a the back of a car, and they had a bumper sticker mm-hmm. that I think is fucking amazing. I'm also gonna recommend this bumper sticker just so I have an excuse to read it. Uh, and th- this is what it says: It says, "I drive this car, but hitting Billy Joel with it drives me." <laughs> <laughs> that's right. That's it's really good. good. We should. <laughs> Yeah, I'd like a bumper sticker that says, like, I'd rather not be listening to Billy Joel. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Uh, pretty pretty good. With, with that, Rick, it's time well. for my favorite part of the show. Ha, 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 bucket joke. Ha, 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 bucket joke. Ha, 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 bucket joke. Ha, 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 ha. Hey, it's Bucket Jokes, part of the thing where we tell tell jokes. Yeah. Um, wait, where are my jokes? Uh oh. Oh, weird. I put them before the recommend. My broth business is going well. I'm almost out of stock. <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. I'll never forget my grandfather's last words. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't dare shoot your own grandfather. <laughs> Pretty good. You know, good pussy is like a magnetic fact, uh, magnet factory for a moral compass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I ordered a whiskey on the rocks, but they said they wouldn't put my drink on Dwayne Johnson's tab. Oh, nice. nice. Hey. Uh, you gotta hand it to blind people who want to listen to Stephen, the Stephen King audiobook about the evil clown. You got to hand it. Yeah. I, I, it, I, I, it. I see what you did there. You know, I was shocked when I found out about the third rail for subways. Right. <laughs> yeah. I rented what I thought was a Whoopi Goldberg narrated documentary on erectile dysfunction, mm-hmm. but it turned out to just be her and a monkey that does baseball. <laughs> Jesus. It's called ED. The movie's called I, ED. I know. Ed. I know what it's called. Yeah. I, I know. Is that what that show is about, too? The Ed show? The Ed show? You know that show called show? Ed? It was like... No, I it don't. Was, it was like a uh, single camera show from the 90s. It was like about a dude filming his life all the time or something. You remember that? Wasn't that a movie? Ed TV? Oh, is that, is that what, what I'm talking about? about? I thought it was a show, too. I think that's what you're talking about. Uh, I think you're talking about Ed TV, the movie. I probably am. Yeah. You know, every time you come, it's a cream pie when your dick is only uh, 3.14 inches. (laughs) One of the legs on my easel broke, and I can't stand it any longer. Damn. Hmm. Hate to see it. We'll end with this one. Uh, I was arrested for erotic electrostimulation but the DA didn't want to charge me because he knew I would come. <laughs> Uh-oh. All right. Um, 
so now we're going to do uh, what I like to do every week. Bad jokes. I find the worst jokes on the internet. Uh, stuff that no one even likes on Reddit. Mm-hmm. And everyone likes something on yeah, Reddit. Reddit's so bad. these are the worst of the worst. Everyone hates these jokes. Mm-hmm. Why should you always trust cocaine addicts? Why? Because n- they're normally along white lines. What? <laughs> I don't understand that at Be- all. Because they're normally along white lines. Uh, cocaine addicts. They're right. I understand white mm. lines, like lines of cocaine. But what? Why? What? You know, the Twin Towers <laughs> didn't really stand the test of time. <laughs> That's a good joke. I like that one. I don't think it is. I think it's. I think it's dumb. Well, um, yeah, it is dumb, but I like it. You know. I went to a diner full of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there wasn't mush room. What? <laughs> I went to a diner full of people. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. There wasn't mush room. Uh-huh. Okay. Right. Okay. That that one's bad. Mushroom. That was really bad. Mushroom. <laughs> like, wouldn't it be like uh Here's a better one. My stew was getting full. There wasn't mush room. Right? Like, at least that's, yeah. like, that joke makes sense, sort of. Yeah, I guess. Hate it. Mario, there's no more room in the castle. Oh, no, Toad, says Mario. There's not the mush room. <laughs> uh... You know, Spencer, this is the last time you'll be alive. Uh, okay. Wait, wait, what? That's the joke. <laughs> it's not an assassination. You know, it's not an assassination. It's a kinetic special election. Uh, okay. I was going to retain a lawyer, but they had already been tamed. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I, I was so going to refrigerate I, something, but everything had already been refrigerated. No, no, no. It would be I was going to refrigerate oh, something, yeah. but it had already been refrigerated. <laughs> no, but that still that doesn't work either. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So this one <laughs> This one is not funny, but I laugh every time I think about it still. So maybe it okay, is Okay, all right. I'm ready. Here we go. Drinking Coke Zero is like having sex with a condom on. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like having sex with a condom on. I'm like, is so it it's re- pretty cool? I don't... Yeah, is it really? Good? I don't... Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. Tight. Like, is... Are you going to get pregnant if you drink Coca-Cola? I don't I really don't get this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I'd be a nut if I hung around with a dick. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I guess that's that could be true. Jewish people always make meaningful purchases because they don't like hollow 
costs. Uh, that sucks. Yeah, that, that that's joke's a so bad, bad joke. Yeah, that joke makes me uncomfortable. Wow. Um, it sucks when an argument ends with an agreement rather than you being totally correct. Okay. Uh, yeah, I guess. How is that a joke? <laughs> I don't know. All right, now we're going to go to the Hall of Shame. And uh, since you liked it at least this week, we're going to put it at number five on the Hall of uh-huh. Shame. The Twin Towers <laughs> didn't really stand the test of time. Love that one. Number four this week. A criminal can never swim because he's a sin king. <laughs> That one has like gotten better. That one has gotten better. Like I I like it more now than the first time I heard it. So it's still the it's worst so joke, bad. but I love I love how bad right. of a joke That's it is. Like it's like it. it stumbles so I see what he's going for, and I'm like, no, you can't get there. And he still goes right. for it. It's great. Number three on the list. Two women walked out of a library. They cleaned it so well. <laughs> Yeah, good stuff. Number two. Kurt Cobain received mind-blowing head <laughs> on April 5th, 1994. That one be number one. That's the best one. Uh, That's nah, because this one is still my favorite. This one still takes the cake <laughs> for me. I laugh about this joke every time I think about uh-huh. it. A man walks into a stable <laughs> and the horse says, Why the small cock? <laughs> Oh my God! Hey, hey. that's about it's that's about, about the end of our show, show here. Where can we find you online? Where are gonna find you? Well, if you're listening to this show, how about you go check us out on at Bucketcast at a Bucketcast. I'm sorry, at a Bucketcast. Uh, pretty much anywhere, any social on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, <laughs> Um, <laughs> you should really just uh, you should really just go to our uh, our Patreon though, which is uh, at patreon.com slash dumb idiot BS. Uh, we post everything from both our podcast there, some special episodes, All sorts of cool stuff. interact with our fans, do a lot of fun, cool stuff. Go check us out there. Do it. Do it. Uh, for as little as two dollars a month, uh, you can uh, you can be our patron and. Um, you know, we'll put that money yeah, into cool. terrible things. You will likely enjoy those things. So, recommend it. Absolutely. And a big, big shout out to our uh, our five dollar and above secret coop members. We got Jordan Hale. Mm-hmm. We got Devin Saturnus. Hell yeah, uh, good friend there. Just sent me a package the other day. Really cool stuff. A bunch of his music on tapes. Hell yeah, and some cool shit like that. And some weird old uh, erotic magazines that we should definitely read on here. Yeah. They've got a bunch of like. 1980 spanking stories oh, and stuff. I love like that. it. I'm here for that. Uh, we also got Ian Killian. Hell yeah. Dylan Hell Lance. Hell yeah. And our, our longest and strongest Patreon member, Dan Morrison. Hell yeah. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, in those tiers. And thanks to all of our patrons, even the ones we didn't mention. You uh, you, you pay for our show now. Uh, all of our costs are covered by the show or by our Patreon. Which so is awesome. Really neat. Thank sick you. Sick as fuck. Good time. Good time. With that, I have been Spencer. And I have been Britain. You 
Stay greasy, Bucketheads. Namaste.